Mm-hmm. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode in our Dream to Rise podcast. This is Cynthia Concordia, and I have with me right now a, a very successful individual personality. Imagine, I'm so blessed and I'm so fortunate to have him with us. Uh, he's a brand, a personal brand and image coach to celebrities, entrepreneurs, and uh, business leaders. And he's been uh, called a style interventionist. Why? Because the changes he has made to his clients made an impact in all the areas of their lives. And I love that. That's what I really would like to focus really on. How are you able to make an impact to the to others uh, to uh, to others not in, in others' lives? So he started as as early as 18 years old. Imagine. As early as 18 years old, you can already live the life you love. So let us discover how and what he he does to make a difference. Without further ado, let's welcome Patrice Bisson. Hello, Patrice. Welcome, welcome. Bonjour. Oh, bonjour. <laughs> I know. I like, I, I like not to prepare my uh, interviewers. <laughs> you did well. You did well. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, how? Uh, just to uh, let's deep dive, no? Uh, because I know okay. I gave only a very brief description about yourself and what you do. So, can you tell us something about yourself that brought you to where you are right now? Is it okay if you could share your story? Absolutely. I love sharing my story. That's the whole point of, you know, the more you share your story, the better you understand others and yourself. So, of course, I'm happy to. Oh, great, great. Okay. All right. So, 18 years old, as you mentioned, was when the big dream started happening. But before that, as a kid, it was very clear to me that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I knew intuitively that I couldn't have a boss over me. I had to be the boss of me because it was just this driving force that was the adventure and conquer the world, but also helping others. So I didn't know really, I didn't know actually really how it looked like, but I knew that Hollywood was an inspiration. The world was an inspiration. My grandmother having those magazines with princesses and kings' lives was always something to me inspiring. On one day, I'll be there. I'll be on the red carpet. I'll be on TV. I'll be so. All those dreams were very clear to me. Not sure the form of it, but I knew that was my path. So, 18 years old, hair became the craft I chose. And I was managing three hair salons in Paris for a very big brand. But then also, I also understood that this was not enough. And my boss couldn't understand that because he's like, you're managing three of my salons. You're 18 years old. Now, I moved to the US. Miami was the first city I got in. And about a year later, I was like, this isn't for me. I need my own business. So I opened my biz. Now I'm having this very large salon with a spa and it's next to a gym and all that. And okay, so it started forming on, well, yeah, I do like that. All right, I'm the boss. I have a very successful operation, but what's more? What's more became I hired my PR in Beverly Hills to help me building what was my brand. And I was not really aware what a brand was. I just knew intuitively that it was something you do so people perceive you a certain way. And that was 
when I started enjoying and finally realizing the first time I'm at the Oscars to be like, wow, this is the dream that I was, this is what I remember wanting my whole life. So Hollywood became part of my daily life and then a lot of troubles in between. And it got me to be very successful at a very young age and everything happened so fast that I thought I had it all figured out. And you see, this is where dreams can also come to a place where you need to understand your dreams because when you get pushed into them and you don't appreciate them, I didn't have any gratefulness for it. I just thought I was that cool. And then 2009 came around and I lost everything in 2010. And from an immense success four businesses later and all that, I ended up sleeping in my car. And this was the reveal moment to me, my aha moment to say, all right, all this time and money and made and all the watches and cars and properties. But at the end, I never really understood my own journey. I just get pushed into this dream without really making it my own. It became just a thriving force without knowing why. Now, sleeping in my car got me to think, I have me, I'm enough. My value is not my bank account, it's not the possessions I have, it's about what I provide to the world and what I provide to myself. And that's when I actually started working even more heavily into Hollywood to realize, all right, all right, this is all fun and dandy, but I have now in me something else. And then one day I'm watching a reality TV and then I realized, you know what, this is nonsense. This is the message we're giving to all that young generation coming up. I need to write a book. I need to understand, I, I, I want to share my journey, but in a way where it's like, beauty comes from within. What kind of purposeful anything this is, and reality is no reality, as we know, everything is scripted. So. I'm like, let me reset that. And that's when I wrote my first book, Mind Your Hair, that it got to redefine my own journey. I started being happy, going on stage, doing keynotes, helping others to say, hey, you know, a lot of female empowerment groups, mentoring high school girls in New York, Astoria, New York. And that's when I started really discovering the journey, the dream. And then that's when also I met this yogi while I was, I lost it all, to help me understanding law of attraction, intention, meditation, present in the moment, all those things, all those notions, I never really understood because I thought, no, 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 you need to go faster. And if you make $50,000, now the next deal should be a hundred thousand. It was never an end to it until I finally understood that, no, no, right here, right now is the only moment that will ever count. And from that moment on, just success started coming because the intention suddenly was not just the money. I mean, then I knew money was going to be the byproduct of my success. But instead of being obsessed on that focus, it was just about let me have fun every day. And that's when my second book, which is launching right now, it just got on Amazon a couple of weeks ago. That's when now it's about helping others, having fun, coaching, helping to shape others' life, sharing my entrepreneurial journey like I'm doing with you today to say, hey, it's okay to be high, to be low, to not understand who you are, to have to do or something happens in your life and now you know who you are. So essentially, I just gave you 20 years in five minutes. Oh my, it was a lot of information, a lot of uh, inspiring uh, insights, which would really help other people uh, 
be empowered that hey even though you fail there is something that is uh, there's an opportunity ahead of you and it will really even make you a lot better than before and that's our journey becoming better and better i know it was um so i you viewed the 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 rock bottom which you have experienced as how did you view it that experience yeah that's a great question that's a question i get all the time because that moment you see because again my worth my worthiness at the time was very much attached to my possessions my bank account balance what i had in my life how many cars were in the driveway and suddenly literally within 4 weeks literally everything shattered to pieces so not only i lost everything i also had a loan i borrowed because we were uh, opening a new business with my business partner who happened to be my so-called best friend who was nothing but a thief and a common one so he has he had stolen behind my back for all the years of business that we had together but and it was I also started understanding that it's not others fault. That was one of the steps too because I had to really understand I was involved with that process. I intuitively knew that he was no good, but I still kept the, the thing going and he was greedy and I kept on following the path because I was too insecure to really create my own space. So by losing it all, first there's the moment I'm a loser. Maybe I want to end my life. What am I doing here? I'm worth nothing else. So if I'm not worth all my businesses, I'm worth zero. To getting to say, all right, all right, I, I got a choice here. Yeah, all right, I'm gonna let go. What? I'm gonna kill myself? No, that's really stupid. Why am I gonna do drugs, alcohol? Nah, that's not good either. And by starting understanding the step-by-step journey of every morning, because my clientele is seven star, you know, or global leader, celebrity, so. They expect from me the best, and the excellence uh, of level of work I have always done kept me alive. It kept me going first because I'm like, right, I need to make money, so I need to keep what I built right now, and I need to show them I'm good. No one will ever know I lost everything, but there was also a component of survival. But the survival was also I wanted to be still perceived as the super successful guy because God forbid if anyone knew I just lost it all, they would look at me as a loser. And my yogi I mentioned earlier that day when I lost everything. I mean that week actually I went to do my yoga session with him and my meditation. And he said, "Congratulations." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm not sure what's wrong with you or what, you know, but what?" He's like, yeah, you're free of it all. Now this is your canvas. You can do whatever you want with it. So of course, at the moment, I'm like, I don't know what you're smoking or taking. Not good. But you see, I went home with that, and home was my car. But home was enough to, you know, for a few days, I battled that thought. What is he talking about? Congratulations. Is he crazy? And I say, wow, actually, you know what? He's right. And that shift started happening at the same time I'm talking to some of my friends and then one of my girlfriend was like what's going on with you and she could actually pick up from my from my voice that something was wrong only to discover what was going on in my life to offer me the shelter for 3 months she was like are you crazy why didn't even you ask so I started discovering friends that were more than friends they were family 
And from it, I started realizing, all right, all right, all right, what is it that I want to do? I have four different, very different businesses. They're all artistically related, but still. Oh, hair. Okay, I love doing hair. Still. All right, let's do hair. Let's continue on that, but at the highest of level. And then when the book, the first book came, that's really how the shift went from sleeping in my car to, hey, I'm valuable, to... Okay, I'm going to do something that's going to be really meaningful. I've always dreamt of doing since I'm a child. And that's really kind of the evolution of how the whole thing happened. See, you took it as an opportunity. No? And uh, yeah. how how were you able now, because I, you told us, you shared with us the shift. No? What is the major uh, factor that made you take that major shift, that 180 degree? Because you had this friend uh, who was greedy, you were following. Uh, how were you able to really move forward having that baggage of pain, anger, resentment? I don't know, how were you able to make that shift? Yeah, the shift happened obviously step by step. The first step I had to doing is stopping the pity party for myself because it was like, I'm like, you know, shame on me to think of that. You see, and I do that actually on the daily, meaning I can be driving my car. If at the crossroad, you know, there is a homeless, a person with no legs, a veteran, a, a kid in a wheelchair. I'm thinking, you know what? When I'm gonna have my day where my drama goes into my head, I'm gonna remember that person would probably exchange with my life immediately. So shame on me for thinking that, oh my God, look at that, I don't make enough money. I don't have that, I would be taller. I'd love to have more of this, more of that. And instead that shift started happening by, now I need to be accountable. Enough with this thing where I can point the finger, this is your fault, this is your fault, or this is your fault. It became mm -mm. everything I do. Yes, and some people do bad things, like my business partner, best friend did, but I allowed it to happen. So accountability started to be probably step number one. I'll have to say it was like, all right, what did I do? And then also turning words that like you said earlier from failure, I don't use that word anymore because it's like, yeah, I don't like the outcome and it didn't go the way I predicted to be or I really envisioned to be. But okay, what do I do with that? So to a situation, there is a solution. Instead of looking at it and it's like, oh my God, it's horrible. I don't look at failure anymore. When somebody uses that word, actually kind of like, you know, because now it's out of balance for me because I have aligned myself to also understand my worthiness. And my second book has some biography throughout it because bullied at school when I was a kid. My father was a, a very violent man, physically, verbally. So it had, it, I had to take my time to say, no, no, I'm worthy of it. That space I occupy on earth is actually something good. And not only good, but now I can actually feel like I can help others. So that process started getting me to say, wow, well, okay, yeah, I'm actually, and the more I started embracing me, the more I stopped also worrying about because the more public I became, the more worried I was if people were going to love me, if on social media I was going to get good critics, to realize, I don't care, someone out there does not like you, some of them hate you, and there's enough people who love you, who will follow you to the moon and back, and that's plenty. 
So even a handful of those are better because I've always worked even with work. I work quality, not quantity. I only work with a few instead of working with masses. And it's because I really want this journey to be quality, to be meaningful. I want the people in front of me to really receive this message as a communion together to build a community. I'm very much about that when before also, I used to be a loner. I used to think I need no one. I'm my own guy and I can do it. No, you can't. No success is possible without a team, without a community, without a village, without a group. And that's really the the part that we're moving slowly from, yes, accountability, self-love, to understanding and embracing now my true value, which was myself. I love it. I love your message. Well, now uh, it's, it's only you, you mentioned, um, I've heard that I don't believe and I don't like the word failure. Because a lot of people, they, when they see failure or when they hear about failure, it connotes negativity but actually well for me uh, we commit mistakes we have a lot of we experience failures but then those are the stepping stone stepping stone to the to success and uh, it's how we perceive about failure no and i i love how you perceive it and uh, you being accountable uh doing uh having this self-love because you you have to to love yourself before you are able to love others and uh, that's very important now uh do do you believe that we are always manifesting all the time oh absolutely yes you know this is the thing my yogi said that think of it do it i mean just think of it imagine it see it and let it go all right And you see, I, I listened to Abraham Hicks, and I don't know if you're familiar with her, but you know, she's about law of attraction. And I discovered her about five or six years ago, just about. And this is really about that, because there is this very delicate balance between being obsessed with something, which actually energetically, you really are putting a shield around you, and it's not going to happen. And there is another to have a clear idea what you want, you think of it really nicely you shape it up so clearly in your head and then you let it go to the universe because that's gonna happen sooner later you don't really know that's the thing too there is no timeline but he, the more aligned you are and i'm sometimes i'm playing that game with my own self where it's like i think of something and let's see what happens whether it's a friend that's texting me or calling me because i thought of her or him because of a project, a working project, and suddenly it's like, wow, that thing just got on my lap. And it was effortless. When I used to remember, everything was a battle. I had to go for it. I had to go for the kill. And now manifesting is just easier because I love myself a lot more than I did years ago because I'm more aligned. Because in the morning, I practice gratitude, just even for five minutes. People think you meditate for hours, you don't just five minutes of saying, hey, I love where I am. I love my bed. I love my space. I love what I do. I love what I eat. And it's enough affirmations to start getting to knowing that this is not just like, woo, because I mean, you know, some parts of this country are a little too obsessed with the whole spirituality as a fashion movement. It's not. It's a way of life. It's something you practice and you get better at it because 
you start believing in yourself a lot more. And same thing with uh, law of attraction by stopping caring about what others think on social media. That have helped me a lot to grow as me and to realize, wow, the more I do that, the more good people are filling up the gap where before I used to have all kinds of people and I still do have all walk of life kind of people but qualities people that are aligned with what i believe in not only just my belief system but the core value of who i am and that's really how love attraction to me is amazing right now i truly believe in the law of attraction because whatever is in your thoughts become become a reality and where your attention goes energy flows and uh, i it was only late when I also discovered because I, I, that's why I tried to read a lot of these things and and I and I've experienced it and I was able to manifest it I thought I won't be able to manifest uh, sending my son to a school which I couldn't afford because I was a single parent single mom a single earner but then he chose a school which is way way uh beyond my my budget culinary institute of america in hyde park new york but yeah. suddenly i when i created my dream suddenly all this manifest manifestation just came i did not receive money on a silver platter but i met people connected with people who gave me a lot of advices what i just did was to listen and act on it we just need to take that uncomfortable action so that transformation or change may happen i love it i love it so will um with all the success you have achieved right now uh-huh. what is your next 12 uh next goal for the next 12 months All right, so right now I'm setting up everything together the whole of my digital world because that's something that was very new to me, you know, a few years ago everybody said, you know, go digital. Wow, what does that mean? I'm an artist, I'm an intuitive, I love the connection with people and covid happened. So, believe me, that was to me the biggest punishment because I love this interaction with people and suddenly I need to understand that I'm going to communicate with people through a screen. I'm like, oh, this is not really what I'm liking, you know? So I resisted a little bit to it, but then at the same time, I've been training myself through training, I'm in seminars and conventions and all that to understand digital. Now I'm about to get to release, you know, e-courses, webinars, events online, a subscription, a monthly subscription that I'm actually like, we're literally setting up everything in the next two to three weeks and that's going to be ready to launch. So the 12 months to come are really crucial for me to connect. Now my second book just launched, the message has been understood clearly. Now it's about saying, all right, how do I bring value to a community and how do I make that world happen and grow? my nucleus into something bigger and then how do i take it from where i am to a global scale so that's really the idea of my 12 next month oh that's see it's moving 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 forward fast forward huh so what is what do you think is the roadblock in achieving that goal Roadblock is always, especially in the life of an entrepreneur, often you're by yourself, okay? So you need to believe in yourself. And there are moments that are going to go up and down, and the roadblock is really when 
you're going to be in doubts because I don't care how aligned you are. We are emotional beings and it's not just every day is the perfect day. There are days where it's not so good. And suddenly the roadblock could be like, okay, but it takes so long or, you know, patience is really what was my biggest roadblock. I wanted everything fast and faster. And by learning, it's going to come at its own time. And the more I do it, the more I realize, wow, like I just landed this really nice, I mean, really nice consulting uh, contract about a month ago. And same thing, by kind of letting it go, it became, it got great. In fact, the conditions got even better because by the time we signed, we I changed the conditions because some of the stuff happened and it was better. So to me, patience was always my biggest roadblock. And on occasion, even though I'm much better with it, but on occasion, it's like, I want it to happen now. Come on. Like, in fact, literally, I said that three days ago to my guy. I'm like, all right, so how do we go about it? And he's like, hey, relax, you know? And by hearing him saying that, I'm like, he's right, you know, because all patterns on occasion, they just show up out of nowhere because that's who we are. Obviously, again, we are emotional beings and that's what it is. And those patterns of behaviors that we have been cultivated from childhood, they show up. So that would be, to me, my biggest one, which is, really any entrepreneur's life. Every entrepreneur wants everything right here, right now. So patience. Yes. And uh, have you experienced where in your, you were pressuring yourself to, hey, move, move, move fast, but something happened. Uh, um, I mean, a consequence happened. And uh, I mean, based on the, the experiences you've had, were you able to really benefit of relaxing, holding on first rather than making quick decisions? Were there some instances wherein, oh, see what happened because I was too impatient <laughs> and it it took even, I mean, my investment, I lost so much investment because of that, of being impatient. Were you, did you experience that? Well, this is the problem of society, and that's where, I mean, I was part of it, and I'm part of it on occasion, but you see, everyone wants something fast. I want to get rich, what's going to happen? Lottery, uh, stealing maybe, I don't know, whatever. Want to lose weight? Oh, take a pill. Get this, get that. This is the thing, and society has created this thing now that if you don't get everything right here, right now, is a problem. Now, yes, I have witnessed my own self to force it so two cases happen whether it's not gonna happen because it's so tangled and the energy about it is so bad that it won't happen and I you know just frustration and all that or I pushed this thing so hard that it did happen but it happened not because it was energetically beautiful it's because I pushed it so hard that it happened and then after it happened, it's like, ooh, well, it didn't really quite work the way I said, or I thought, or I imagined. And that's why now it's really great to be able to have the luxury of time, of money, to be able to, instead of like, ooh, you know, what now, what now, what now, to be able to step back and say, all right, all right, all right, hold on. You see, I got a perfect example, and it's a quick one, but I got offered, uh, an opportunity to be part of a business because my friends know me as the entrepreneur I am. And the first thing I said is, I'm, am I gonna have fun? And they were like, and literally everyone looked at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, am I going to have fun? Does it align with me? 
yeah, but you don't look. Look at the prediction. Look at the projections and how much money. Yeah, 12 months and 16, you know, 18 months. And I'm like, no, but relax. Why am I going to be part of that? Oh, because of your intelligence, your knowledge, whatever. I'm like, I understand, but do I have a passion for it? Like you're throwing this, like I could just shape up to it because it's got to be a lot of money to be made or a lot, but a good amount. No, and then I looked at it and I was like, you know what? No, my passion is not in it. Like I have nothing to do with it, in fact. And that's why taking the step back instead of just going for the kill and rushing everything and yeah, let's drop the contract, let's sign it, let's make money, give me my retainer. Instead it became, I'm not gonna have fun with that. So what's gonna be the point of being resentful, doing it because it's like, all right, how much money am I gonna make this month on that? Instead it's like, nope, I'm good. I gotta let it go. And that's a beautiful thing. See, it is because your purpose is really different now. It's not about the material things that you'll be gaining, but what will make you feel excited, what will make you alive, what if, if, if that will make you become a better person or not, no? And how will it benefit others? And that's now when, as we grow older, I could, I could sense or I could see the different levels of happiness. Uh, like for in college, we're happy because we were able to get a car. We were able to uh, graduate from school. The next one, when we work, it's a, a different kind of happiness because we're passionate with what we're doing. We love what we do at, at work. But the third one, probably when you reach my age, <laughs> it's a different kind of level, but you have already, you're already experiencing it is now your purpose in life that will impact other people that's why i admire you at a very young age uh you have already realized that this is real happiness having uh, uh experiencing a more meaningful life and more fulfilled life and now you're living a victorious life because of that i love it i love it so how do you think that uh, I've already shared also what the, the impact of this? To, because I would like to ask the question: How would how do you think that the goal, your goal which you have set, will change your life? By touching others, you see, while doing hair, and that was when I wrote my first book to start understanding that. But then my second book, my editor was amazing. She was more than an editor. She was really digging through my brain for a lot of things in order to create this beautiful story. But in it is, she made me remember. You see, I was working with, so remember, I'm on the red carpet, Hollywood. Uh, everybody is famous and slim and slender and gorgeous and on magazine. And then my salon was actually literally next to a weight loss program, but a very luxurious one, extremely expensive. But nonetheless, those ladies were very far from the world I knew. Not the world of magazine and celebrity and people. <clears throat> it was really real people, just very wealthy people and very overweight. So to me at first, very young, kind of like, all right, but I need to deal with them actually. We had a contract and I worked with them. 
And the idea was they were going to stay whatever time in that uh, weight loss program. And at the end, it would be a hair makeover was part of their, uh, their stay. And I always loved that because artistically, I put my imprint. It's like, you know, but where I understood the first time, finally, the true purpose of all this, the artistic side and the creation of something more beautiful than life was like great. But this lady, extremely overweight, I transformed her and she was the first one that I really kind of got hands on and I'm like, all right, whatever. But that whatever got transformed into something so powerful that even now when I think of it and every time I relate to this story, I got chills because as a non-conform to whatever society thinks of gorgeous people, she stood up and she looked at me and she said, I look like a movie star. And I say, you know, so for a second, I'm like, huh? And then she say, look at me. Look at what you did. You changed me. I'm happy. I feel like a million dollars. This is the feeling I didn't have for a long time. So she started crying. I started crying with her. We're hugging each other. Well, I'm hugging her. And I don't know who's hugging who, but we were hugging each other, really. And that was to me like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why. And then digging into it with my second book, I remember and I realized that every time, transformation or not, just being doing my work, I've always seeked very naturally, intuitively. I didn't even know I was doing it until my editor really got it out of me. That nanosecond when that you just finished the last piece of hair or the hairspray, and there is this shimmer in that client's eye. And that thing goes very quickly. So you observe it. And I remember every time in the mirror, I was seeking for that moment in time, that one nanosecond. It's not even a second. It's a quick like, oh, I feel amazing. And that to me was the reward. And I always said that and I always meant it. This is bigger than a tip. It's bigger than what you're going to give me next, you know, the money plus whatever you think I'm deserving over the, my rate. It was this instant in time, almost where time stands still and nothing else matters. It's almost like you have a, stop clock, a, a clock stopper where for that second, there's no noise. There is no gravity. There is no sense of anything but you and I and the shiver, that glimpse, that that just that sparkle in my client's eye. And that to me is the symbol of what I do. Changing the lights. Every time I coach someone and we get to the goal, because for now, I'm 100% success, you know, with whatever your goal is, I take you to this goal. And that is to me, the meaning of my life. Helping others, but in a way where it's like, yes, you know, I help my friends' kids right now. I have two kids, two college kids. I'm, I'm coaching. Amazing. I'm shipping up those young to become men. And it's a powerful, incredibly um, rewarding, but so fulfilling because now I'm changing the lives of people that can actually make a difference because I help them enough to make them think of their worthiness, the sense of the present moment gratitude, accountability, and all those notions no one really taught me, not giving them that at that age, so now they can be who they're going to become. And that is to me, all those things together combined, that is my sense of why I'm here on earth. Oh, I love it. See, 
the reap the, the the seeds that you're planting you could see the the fruits of that through your to the people that you're touching and not only to the people you're touching but the people they are also impacting the ripple effect that this this is creating i i just like it and uh what uh before we end this mm-hmm. what is your your uh, advice to our listeners uh food for thought yeah you know that's the thing image is the beginning of your journey it's how we connect with self you know you get in the morning in the morning you're in a bathroom you look at yourself in the mirror and that mirror often is more of an enemy than it is a friend and i know because that was me too and imagine i chose a job where i was going to live in front of a mirror and that's part of the book where i had to actually literally see this mirror all day long so i had to face myself constantly and that's the thing I know we all want the quick fix. Again, I talked about it earlier. It's just about saying everything in life is a step by step. You're not going to love yourself from one day to the next. You don't go to a retreat when I hear people going and you know in 3 weeks they come back transformed. All right, good luck with that because I'd like to know how that works because in my world everything is a step by step. So I don't get that and it's not even realistic. So my advice is really I know the whole love yourself concept but it is love yourself it's going to take time you're going to have to nurture it you don't expect planting a seed in your pot and seeing the flower blooming tomorrow morning when you wake up and say where's the flower you know it's going to be just a little stem one little leaf and you're so happy every time there's a one little evolution on that plant back because you planted it yourself you loving it you nurturing it you you cherishing it same thing with you it's no different we are part of an ecosystem just like a plant a tree or something that grows it's about knowing that little by little step by step one break on top of the next is going to build the foundation of what's going to happen along the way and we always learn that's the same thing too there's never a destination part where it's like well i'm here i love myself i don't know it's never ending it's always going to go but it's going to go differently that's also why in a couple oh it's like oh i don't love you passionately like i used to uh, it's divorce because that means i don't love you no it's because the relationship has changed because you can't just be it cannot just be the same level you evolve because of the age the maturity the experience whatever you go through in life and that's really what it is so look at this mirror in the morning and instead of criticizing the wrinkles you find the gray hair you have whatever it is that you you can bashing yourself for start already just stopping the negative comment just that not even saying oh look at me i'm great no but just stop doing it and then so little by little you're going to infuse maybe that you love your eye color and overall today i feel good my skin glows and all those little details are going to help you shaping up what you are and who you are because if you leave your home kicking yourself and having all those horrible negative things to say well how are you going to be out there with love attraction is going to bring all the wrong people around you and what kind of life is it there is one life that was given to you is this one gift that's not going to be given to you again or maybe in a different life but that life is only one that's this the only one you have so make the best of it because every moment and the present moment is the only one that counts for the future Hi, that's great. Very powerful. And I agree with you as uh, 
we only have one life to live so live it to the fullest and that's one of the regrets of the elders whom i have uh, i did a survey they were not able to enjoy their life because before the main purpose was to uh, uh, save 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 for the family but they were not able to enjoy their life and uh, we are here because we have a mission we have a purpose and that is leaving footprints to the younger generation leaving our legacy so before we end the uh, patrice what, what how can how can they connect with you Yes. Like All right. Good okay. question. I'm, I'm loving that. All right. Yes. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this group. I mean, I already put these groups on Facebook. Image Impact Index. So Patrice Bizio is my first and last name. P A T R I C E B I S I O T. So you're gonna find me. You can Google my name and see my career. But more importantly, go on imageimpactindex.com. That's where everything is. It's really all of the. I'm about to release, you know, a lot of segments with audio, you know. So it's gonna be the podcast. I mean, it is the podcast, and it is some of the materials, and that's really where you want to find me because from it everything is gonna happen. So if you subscribe now, you're gonna get then a newsletter. You're gonna be part of a group, and on Facebook Professional, same thing. Image Impact Index. I have a group. Literally, we're putting it together now. It's gonna be probably live by next week, so that's really where you want to come. So I'm not sure when this piece will be airing, but that's you know gonna happen by you know the end of June. It's gonna be live. It's gonna be a group, interactive questions and answers, and then I have my email info at talktopatrice.com, and that's if you have like a personal question and you feel like hey, I don't want to put it in public, you can email me. Otherwise, please, we're here to build a community. Any questions you have, I answer every single person. All my following knows that. Everybody that puts a comment or an observation or a question, get an answer. Hi, see, see, everything is here. And don't worry, I'll make sure that this will be live before, <laughs> before probably the third the third week of June. I still have some others that I have to upload. But thank you so much, Patrice. I know you're a very busy person, but this short interview will surely make an impact to the other people's lives. Thank That's you awesome. so much. Okay. And thank you so much to the listeners and wait, uh, wait for the next episode again. Okay. Thank you again and have a blessed day. Thank you, Cynthia. Okay. Thank you, Patrice. Bye-bye.